Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Welcome everyone. Thank you for being here today. And today we're doing an interview, another one with uh, I'm going to say it slowly because I really want to get her name correctly, but here with Natalia Staniszewska. Awesome. <laughs> and, great, yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's a wonderful gal, very patient with me. And um, I also met her on Instagram, but she has an awesome profile on there. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring her on. But I'm going to tell you guys, she is an MS of neuroscience and a nutritionist originally from Poland, currently living in the Netherlands. In her work, she combines the knowledge of neuroscience with holistic approach to promoting good brain health. Her social media presence is dedicated to helping people with eating disorders, especially binge eating disorders. And you can find her on her Instagram at binge nutrition. And I'll link all of those in the show notes below, but I love her concepts on some things and that's why I wanted to bring her on. So Natalia, just let's just start out with, you know, what's your background? Tell us a bit about your story. How'd you fall into the science of binge eating and things like that? Okay, so hello everybody. I'm very pleased to be here. I'm very glad that uh, I was invited here to share my story or share a little bit of uh, tips about uh, binge eating. Um, so yes, unfortunately, I, uh, I've been struggling with binge eating for, uh, I had been struggling with binge eating for, for a couple of years. And I'm not sure even how it started. I guess that I, I, when I was a kid, well, let me tell you a little bit about my story. I think that I, I was always, um, uh, I was always soothed by food, by uh, with food by my parents. I would say that uh, in my household, we never really expressed emotions in like saying each other, like we love each other or like hugging each other, but we would give each other food. So I was always like rewarded with food. So I had a huge like emotional uh, attachment to food. Um, but the real problem started, I think, at my university when I started, when I wanted to uh, lose some weight because I've noticed that my roommate was slimmer and I wanted to do that as well. So I just started to controlling my my calories, my portion, my portions. And when I came back home from the university because um, the holidays, because of the holiday break, I think I um, this is the moment when I developed. Then I had my first uh, depression episode, and in my case, depression was always connected to my eating problems. So whenever I would be depressed, I would be also um, turning towards food to uh, to better myself. So I think this is how it started. So my first binge eating episodes were. Uh, because I was very low, uh, because I had very low mood, and it was connected to depression. And this is the first time I started purging. However, um, it didn't stick to me. I, I uh, somehow uh, I, uh, I I wasn't very good at it. Let's say it that way. So I only uh, binged. Um, yes, and um, I actually uh, after a couple of months of of that kind of behavior. I decided to go vegan because uh, of a few reasons, because I loved animals, because I also had a horrible acne because of also binging um, and I wanted to ditch dairy. Um, and the third reason was because I knew that if I will tell myself that um, 
if I will find a good reason not to eat cookies, and the good reason enough was that they contain, I don't know, dairy or they contain eggs, that I know that I won't eat them. So it actually worked for, it. it it's surprising, but uh, thanks to vegan diet, at first I, I was able to stop binge eating because back then in Poland there wasn't many uh, junk foods. So actually um, I just started eating healthier, started to, care, uh, to take better care of myself and the, the problem sort of disappeared. Of course, at the beginning I still had urges to binge, so I would binge on, on healthy foods, but then I wasn't as guilty about it. So this is the natural process of like um, process of um, binge eating disappearing, right? First, the, the binges were, were uh, smaller, then uh, they appeared less often. Um, unfortunately, because of my vegan diet, I become very, uh, very thin and I uh, suffer from hypothalamic amenorrhea which means that I didn't have my period and I was very, very thin. Mm -hmm. So I decided to uh, go on, on a journey of gaining weight and also gaining uh, my period back. And this is the moment when I also moved abroad to, to study at a university in the Netherlands. And, um, and when I lived in Netherlands, uh, you can find in, in the Dutch shops, you could find much more junk food. So I started to I started eating more processed foods. And at the beginning, I just allowed myself to do that because I knew that I have to gain weight and I was very, I, I was okay with eating processed foods. It wasn't a problem for me because as I said, I wanted to gain weight and mm, get my period back. However, the old patterns in my brain were evoked, I would say. And slowly my, my eating junk food became, you know, overeating on junk food and then binge eating. So by the time I got my period back, I also, you know, gained a lot of weight. Uh, again, I started suffering with acne. And after a few months of doing that, my health was just in a horrible state. I was all um, very, very bloated, very puffy on my face. Again, uh, acne, weight gain. Then after this year, living abroad I came back home and again I was depressed I was in horrible state and everything just just piled up and um, yes yeah, so this is the way I, I sort of had my binge eating um, comeback of my of my problem and the second time I just had to deal with it differently because I was still vegan right so going vegan again won't help me because I'm still vegan so I just had to find different ways to do that and because I was studying neuroscience I just started uh, to dig deeper into science of of eating and how can I help myself and I started to understand that this is just a habit and also that processed foods are unfortunately highly addictive for me and uh, I just had to find new ways of of learning how to eat and normally and that happened a little bit through um, uh, intuitive eating but uh, also mindful eating and habit change and uh, managing my mental health so that would be my story I hope that uh, maybe some of you could could relate because I know that uh, that some uh, stories of binge of how binge eating started they are sort of similar uh, to each other so I wonder if anyone uh, from the audience could could relate to what I said <laughs> No, I, I'm sure a lot of my audience can relate to what you said. I mean, a lot of my audience, um, they suffer mainly from bulimia, but a lot of it, I think we were talking about this before, it's 
the binging and then that triggers the bulimia as well so like the purging so it's a huge component of it and I think how you said I've been taking notes so if you like see me look down that's what I'm doing <laughs> but um so I like that you went through obviously I was very similar in college I kind of started feeling self-conscious about my body and then I tried to lose weight and then the restriction eventually led to binging right and uncontrollableness but it's interesting that you were able to stop it with a vegan diet at first and even though that made a lot of positive health changes in your life it still was kind of like putting a band-aid over the problem so I'm really curious um obviously I'm a big proponent of habit change in neuroscience and the fact that they're just pathways in our brain and you know you have the ability to rewrite them but I want to hear specifically how you were able to stop binging through that process uh, you mean the the second time when I relapsed and how I stopped yeah. uh, binging the second time? Um, yeah, I think that um, I also have in my brain some kind of like uh, neuro associations, like patterns. For example, my binge eating would would get way worse when I would be at home, right? Because my brain remembered that a few few years ago I also overeat in the in my house. Uh, in my parents' house. So for me, the very important part was just uh, moving out. And actually, it's quite a story because I didn't really, I, I was unemployed and uh, I didn't have any 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 plan for my future. So for a, for a few months, I rented a house very near my parents' house. Then I moved to my grandma. It, it's, it's hilarious what I did to just break the association patterns in, in my brain. And maybe for me, it was slightly easier because yeah, I actually like to uh, eat healthy. So um, so it was easier for me when I could sort of manage my my um, what, what I bring home, what kind of food I bring home, uh, and I have to I have to say that at the beginning I didn't eat too much. Uh, I didn't eat too much trigger foods. Trigger foods came back to my diet only after a few months. And right now I am surrounded with, with trigger foods because I'm living with, with my partner who is junk food eater. And we have to have always open chocolate or open cookies in the house. So it's not a problem. But at the beginning, unfortunately, I had to ditch the, the processed food and sort of learn my hunger cues with by eating foods um, that are satiating like vegetables uh, fruits and I had I had to stop eating like highly processed foods because I knew that they screw up my uh, my hunger cues because then if I however much cookies I ate I felt like I'm I'm still no say I'm still um, not full no satiated so um so that was uh, the one thing like switching to um, just uh, switching to a healthier diet and another thing uh, the um another thing was for example mindful eating like i had to learn to uh, stop the autopilot in my brain to just stop myself from just shoving food into my face and just uh, trying to enjoy enjoy the food trying to um pay attention how it tastes, uh, how it smells. And it really helped me. Uh, it, it was just different experience when you are eating very fast and you don't really even taste the food to, you know, to stop yourself and and eat your uh, food more mindfully. So I would say that it also, it also helped me. And other things and managing, for example, my lifestyle, um, sleeping better and also... 
um, uh, managing my stress. So it's a whole, um, it's not like when you have a problem with food, you don't deal only with food. You have to uh, deal with many other factors. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that. so first of all, I, I absolutely love that you said that you moved out. I know it sounds silly, like I moved out of my, I'm sure your parents, if you moved to just a location that was very close to them, they're like, what are you doing? Why don't you just save money? Exactly, but, yeah. Uh, when I was didn't understand it. <laughs> I know they're like, uh, yeah. Um, when I was researching habits for the first time, a big thing was just to change your environment because you have triggers in place that, like, I just went home for the weekends and um, last weekend, and I didn't have a problem really with food when I was younger. And so I was in my parents' home, and like any urge to overeat just completely dissipated. Like, yeah. it's, but then I come, I was like, huh, that's interesting. And then I come back here, and I'm like. Oh, they're back. All right. <laughs> but I'm better at managing them now. And yeah. um, then let me see. Let me check my notes real quick because I know I'm getting on a tangent. So trigger foods and things like that. Because I think I love that you, a lot of people, we, and we can get into this because I know you have a different kind of philosophy about it, but intuitive eating, a lot of people think that when they're recovering from bulimia, they just need to eat like whatever just as long mm -hmm. as they can eat. And to some degree, that's true. If you can eat without purging, if you can eat without binging, that's great. But a lot of foods like sugar and Oreos and, and whatever, they are highly addictive and they yeah. really mess you up. So how did you go from kind of cutting those foods out of your diet for a little bit, but then how did you slowly introduce them back in? And do you just have them on moderation? Because I'm, I'm sure with your partner around, you probably have them occasionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right now I I do have them uh, them in moderation, but at the beginning, um, yeah, it, it's hard to say because it just came to me very naturally. We would just be eating together, and I would have a bite, and I would be just like, "Oh, I'm fine. I actually don't have a need to to overeat on that." But sometimes when I had a very hard time, uh, I think it was last year again, my um, my mental health went a little bit uh, downwards, and also I was in a very stressful job. I could feel those urges and I have to I have to admit that a few times I would just overeat. It wasn't a binge eating, but I just felt like mm, I'm full, but I would eat a little bit more, you know, or just a bite of it, a bite of a bite of that. So um whenever I, I'm stressed, I feel I still feel feel the urges, but uh, in my opinion is overeating is is different uh, than than binge eating. Uh, but yes, definitely whenever I make a choice to eat uh, something less healthy. I am aware that later I may have a craving again because of the blood sugar dysregulation or that those things were designed. I think I think that just being aware, um, it's very important and it helps you to, to make a decision because then I am taking responsibility of that decision. I'm not going to blame the food or the producer or uh, whatever. Like, it's fine. We are just humans. We can eat that, but... Um, uh, yes, at the beginning, I would say that, um, yeah, you have to be careful with, with eating those kind of food. Definitely, if you are suffering from some hormonal imbalances, um, if, uh, if you have uh, insulin resistance or leptin resistance because you are, for example, obese, or if you are suffering from uh, PCOS, which is connected to insulin resistance, 
it might be difficult for you to, to eat intuitively, especially if you are eating uh, processed foods, high in sugar, high in, in fat, because uh, your body, um, you want, your body will be full, but you won't receive that message. Your, your brain won't receive that mes message because there is also insulin resistance in the brain. So you might be, uh, want, you might want to just uh, overeat on, on those things. So when you are, when somebody is re recovering from bulimia or, um, uh, or binge eating, you have to be, be careful with these concepts of uh, intuitive eating. Um, it, it might be tricky. It also depends what was the cause of your, um, of your uh, disorder in the first place. Because I know that for some people, they do have a very restrictive mindset. So for them, it is important to let go of restriction and eat um, more of processed foods. But uh, for example, in my case, restriction wasn't as that uh, as that important in my recovery as i said at the uh, when i suffered from uh, hypothalamic amenorrhea i uh, i allowed myself to eat all of the foods and actually eating more of them triggered binge eating it, it wasn't other way way around so i don't think that restriction is a um, problem for everybody i know that most of people do restrict food and that triggers uh, binge uh, or binge and purge but it's not always the case. And we have to just be aware that those foods, uh, those highly processed foods are designed for us to overeat them. And we can see it in the society because, um, because the, the obesity rates uh, are rising in the, in the whole world. And I think if you're trying to eat in a healthier way, like there's a way to think about it that's not restriction. You know, a lot of people think I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to cut out all bad foods so that I lose weight or this makes me a better person. And it's like, no, maybe you should think about it in the sense of I'm going to include these foods in my diet because I care about myself. So. Yeah, I call it um, uh, inclusion versus exclusion mindset. So uh, we, you have to just focus on the foods you have to include because you want to nourish yourself. You want to be healthier. So you are focusing on getting more greens, getting the more legumes into your diet, more nuts, and you are not focusing on what, what you want to limit. So I think that it's a very important mindset um, shift. I think that's awesome. Inclusion versus exclusion diet. Yeah. Because when you start saying like, no, I can absolutely not have that. That's when maybe someone who's perfectly doesn't struggle with food, they're going to be fine. But I, for me, like the restriction really was what first triggered my problem and, and a combination of just like low self-esteem and depression, of course. Uh, so you mentioned that sometimes you still though you'll still get urges and I get urges too, for sure. Just, it's just how, to, how my brain works. How do you manage those urges when you're stressed? It's maybe a worse day for you? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it all depends on the, of the situation. Uh, for me, uh, just I think reaching out for, for, for somebody, just saying, um, um, just maybe expressing my needs. Like, you know, asking yourself, stopping yourself and asking yourself, what do I actually need? What would be really effective and helpful? Because if I'm going to eat that, it's not really going to help me. So I would, you know, go do, do something, uh, something else, do some alternative. Uh, I also went to a therapy. So 
I, I know a little bit better. I do have some like coping mechanisms. I do have some some kind of algorithm. You know, what do I do if this is happen? If I get an urge, what do I do? I do this or this, yeah, or uh, so I just have have different um, different um, coping mechanism which I which I try to choose. And if not, it, it's okay. I, I can eat a little bit more if I really want to go watch Netflix and eat Ben and Jerry's. Then it's fine. It's also fine for me uh, right now. Uh, it is okay to get some emotional relief from food in moderation. But again, in moderation. If I feel that I'm um, that I want to go overboard, I will I will stop myself because at this point I can recognize that um, that I'm actually not um, th that this is going into a wrong direction. Therefore, I would just stop myself and ask myself what what else could I do. Right. A big, a big thing I notice is that if I'm like, if I'm in a rush to eat the food, unless maybe I'm really hungry, but if I feel fine and I'm like in a rush or frenzy to eat the food, then I know it's like time to slow down, time to take a breath and be like, why are you so anxious to eat this food? Or if I'm like standing in the kitchen, kitchen eating, it's like, why, why can't you just take the time to sit down and eat the food? Like, your emotion that's also a good, good indication yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> also what's your i know you you're you're vegan still so what's your favorite flavor of vegan ben and jerry's ice cream uh peanut butter you know i'm the Oreo one. Who, loves, who loves peanut butter stuff so yes definitely peanut butter maybe on a second price place would be like chocolate brownie yeah those would be the, the two favorites <laughs> i think um right now i have the peanut butter oreo one in my fridge or freezer Aww. but i love their seven layer dream bar one that's vegan that one oh it's so uh, good you know what here in the netherlands i think we have only four or five flavors so i haven't tried that <laughs> oh that's i think we only have four i think they only have four or five five vegan flavors as far as i, I know i think that they have yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I don't, don't spend time <laughs> searching for Ben and Cherry's ice cream. But yeah, no, it's a good flavor. Um, so you mentioned hunger cues, and I kind of want to know, obviously you're eating more satiating foods and things like that. But I noticed for me, I would still want to eat out of habit. I would just be like, it's mm -hmm. been an hour. Why don't I just eat again? Because what else do I do? How did you start to relearn your hunger cues? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we're just trying to check different different um, macronutrient ratios and also different uh, volumes of food. I just had to find uh, just this sweet spot uh, because um, I, I knew that I don't know eating five bananas won't be will will be less satiating than eating some bananas with uh, peanut butter. So I I actually had to do those uh, those things. Uh, like just experimenting and another thing is that I also noticed that certain um, stomach extension would also trigger an urge to binge like if my stomach would be too full I would be like oh I already I probably already ate too much maybe I should just eat more <laughs> like like stupid thing but um, uh, so yeah I, I would just have to you know uh, remind myself that it's okay to to eat over it or to eat a little bit more or to be bloated being bloated is nothing it's not anything uh, wrong it's something which which happens to to everybody so just also accepting uh, how my how my body look after after eating um eating food uh, but yes 
learning uh, hunger cues and when you are satiated it might it is it is it's not easy you have to just do a trial and error and see what works for you i know that some people are satiated with the smaller portions i know that for me it actually works better if i eat uh, i don't know two three bigger meals a day and i I don't really like snacking because if I would start snacking, I would be snacking, snacking all the time and grazing on food. So I know that uh, everybody just have to find their own uh, way of eating and what fits they um, they best. Yeah, snacking was a huge thing I had to I had to cut out. And my whole life, even when I was younger and I didn't have a problem with food, I just labeled myself as a grazer. I was just like, oh, I just like snacking. I don't like actual meals. And then now I notice I'm a much more, like I have maybe two to three meals a day. And then I have like a coffee in between and stuff like that. But the snacking for me really promoted, like I realized part of the time I was just snacking because I was bored or trying to entertain myself. Or um, I, it was just like an emotional kind of issue for me. And, and I had to get past that mindset of I'm a snacker to, no, I eat, I sit down, I eat three or two or three meals a day and that's what I do and it saves you so much more time yeah I, I think and your body's not constantly digesting food which once I I really struggled from um IBS for a long time in college too partly because I was just not treating myself well but uh that really cleared up once I started you know just having a few meals a day and because my digestive system had time to process things and relax yeah um so what was my other thing I wanted to ask you? Oh, I also love that you said that if you overeat or something like that, you don't freak out. Can you go into, were you, were you ever like scared of food? Was there ever a moment where you're kind of like scared to be alone with yourself in food? Uh, probably, probably no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I know, well, I'm not sure. The reason I ask that is just if you struggle with binge eating, a lot of times people with binge eating or bulimia they'll have an overeat session or a binge and then they, they will freak out and they'll they get seen like their whole day is ruined and it's the end of the world and they're never ever going to get better did you ever have any of that issue yes yes definitely okay. uh, at my at my worst yeah um definitely all or nothing uh, mentality yeah beating myself up uh, after a binge yeah definitely um, the, these kind of behaviors were uh, were apparent in me uh, but right now uh, no because i i started also observing other people and i know that sort of like overeating is like it is sometimes even socially acceptable, you know, during Christmas, during other celebrations, and nobody is hating themselves for, for the behavior. So even if I didn't like what I did because I ate a little bit too much, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person or, or I'm, I'm ruined as a person. I, yeah, I just, I just over it and it's nothing, nothing wrong. And I just, yeah, I just have to move, uh, move on with my life. And, and that, that's it. So, so I'm really curious. I know you kind of explained it, but so the way that you got past that, you know, all or nothing mindset of just looking to other people, basically, or was there any other thing that you did? Because it's really hard to go from where you're at now or where you were to where you're at now. There's like a transitional period. Is there anything else you did to get out of that mindset? 
Um, also, I think that just uh, during the binge eating maybe slightly healthier food, I would say that it also helps with this guilt uh, because then you know that even though your stomach is very, is huge and your belly, belly is extended, then you know that at least you, you fed yourself like nourishing foods. Therefore, the guilt is slightly lower. I would say that it, it might be also uh, also helpful. Uh, in in accepting that this is okay because at least I, I fed myself some uh, nutrients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one other thing, I'm sure we have plenty to talk about, but you mentioned a lot about self care and taking care of yourself and stress and sleep and things like that. How do you manage that on a day to day? Because a lot of people that I talk to, especially my clients. They, they don't take care of themselves. And, and I have to, it's partly because that they don't like themselves. So it's kind of manifestation of that. Like why take care of yourself if you don't care about yourself? But how did you get to that place of maintaining yourself and taking care of yourself each day? Um, uh, my, my practice is built around sort of around habits. Um, and I'm also talking a lot about breaking the binge habit because I am a person who builds habits quite quickly. <laughs> so actually for me, just taking care of myself, well, it started as just incorporating more routines into, into my, my day. And that was uh, very helpful. Um, I just understand how important it is, I don't know, to regulate your circadian rhythm or to exercise. And I would do those things uh, from uh, from other reasons, for example, to take care of my brain health or to take care of my health in general, or to just live longer. So slowly but surely I started to build up, you know, this this routines that helped me to, to take care of myself. So, um, so of course there would be a days when I would feel worthless and I wouldn't want to, to do something. But because I I had that that routine, I would do it anyway, and then it would motivate me to uh, to do more. It would just lift up my my mood a little bit. So uh, I would say uh, people just just start with something small, like uh, like a morning morning routine. You can have some morning journal, morning five minutes gratitude journal. And this is how it starts with uh, with a small steps. You also can have like a checklist, to do list, and uh, in this to do list there should be some self care practices, and you just uh, try to do them as, as you I don't know as you go to, to school or you have to do other other things. We have to just realize that we have a body and we are responsible for that body, and if we want it or not, we just have to take care of it as you would take care of your your pet. So even if you don't always feel like caring about yourself, you just have to remember that this is your responsibility and you just sort of have to do it. Even if at the beginning you, you don't like it because right now I just love it. I just love uh, you know, taking care of myself and, and developing more, more of my skills. So right now it comes easy to me, but at the beginning, I, I must say that sort of I just uh, force myself. I just try to build those routines into my uh, daily life. Because, right, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned that you build habits really quickly, which is probably how you and a lot of other people came to believe me are binge eating so quickly. It's because they just really, yeah, really, um, I don't want to say quickly again, but it just, 
built hyper fast the um, habit of, oh, this food's good. But at the same yeah. time, if you could build that habit so fast, a lot of people forget that they can also break that habit pretty fast and you can build new habits, which, and I, and I love that you said to start with small things, which is something I really believe in too. Um, tiny habits are the way to go. You can't expect to go from zero to a hundred. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's just taking a shower every day, something as simple as that. But I mean, some people that I talk to, they're not doing that. And so it's, it can be that small. And it's also interesting you said uh, that it's your responsibility, which I think people can take that either way. But I like that idea. I like that it's, mm-hmm. it's your body, you're responsible for it. And don't feel bad about that. Just think, you know, I have this body I can take care of. And it's like, yeah, you, you're right. Some people may may take take it in a in a bad way and start to punish themselves for not taking care of their the body, like mm-hmm. the only responsibility. But yeah, I'm just trying to to look at the brighter side, and this is something yeah. what uh, what motivated me. So so I'm sharing uh, that. You no, know, yeah. Well, and you love it now, which is amazing yeah. too. Like, think it's it's a shame because people can't see. We're talking now, and we're we're sharing our stories but people don't see where we were at one point and it's yeah. like no it was hard and you do it anyway and you kind of force yourself to do it once you get the ball rolling with anything yeah. it's easier and easier and now you like look forward to these habits and taking care of yourself and building new things for yourself yeah i think that it is totally a snowball snowball effect uh, because yes. every time we do something something good we've got that this dopamine small dopamine hit in in our brain and that motivates us to to do another thing that's why that's why it's important to um to have the small goals because if we have one big goal therefore we've got this dopamine release only once when we finally achieve that big goal however if we have a small goals that every time we achieve that small little goal uh, therefore we've got some dopamine hate and that motivates us uh, even more that's why i also uh, mentioned the checklist for me checklists checklists are very important because i feel just proud of myself when i can just tick that uh, that i did something from my checklist Mm-hmm. I mean, oftentimes we don't give ourselves credit for the things that we did. You know? That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday I did so much stuff and I was very demotivated to do anything yesterday. It was just one of those days. But, and I was like, oh, I didn't get everything done. And then I look at my list and I was like, you got like 80% of the things that you need to do done. I don't know why you're so <laughs> being so mean to yourself. So I think having gratitude and appreciation for the things that you did that day is super important. And reflecting yeah. on that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to keep you here forever. So I wanted to ask, obviously, my audience, they are looking for tips on food and habits and things like that. Do you have anything else that you think that would be just like super useful for them to know about binge eating and how to get through it that you'd want to share? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there are so many things that that you know that um, I could I could say, and I'm not sure what would be um, the best um, the best thing to um, to recommend. But I would just say maybe from the neuroscientific perspective, it just where our attention uh, when our attention flows, then our when our attention goes there energy flows so if we are all day focusing on on food on weight loss on diets therefore the more um 
brain devotes more neurons to to thinking about it. So the more we we thinking about it, the more we strengthen the uh, the neural pathways responsible for thinking about it. So if uh, you are struggling with with food, with your relationship with food, maybe it would be good uh, to take a step back from it and stop following people who do not serve you well on social media. Maybe stop, you know, watching. Uh, another jumping from one diet to another diet and just start focusing on uh, on other areas of your life maybe start focusing on your relationships or on career or on self-development um, because if you feel right now that you cannot manage your food you can still manage other things you can take care of your um, your yeah as I said uh, you can take care of your sleep of your relationships so maybe uh, focus on those things uh, so that the energy flows there and maybe the food problem will become slightly less important and another thing is that um, the longer you wait the harder it gets so if you are struggling with food right now reach out for help as soon as possible because the longer you will wait the harder it will be to to get rid of uh, those habits. Of course, it's, it is possible. Um, brain is highly adaptable. It is mm -hmm. possible to rewire it even if you've been struggling with bulimia or, or binge eating disorder for many, many years. But it is it would be just slightly harder. So if you are struggling with your relationship with food right now, it's best to act right away and just find... Um, health professional who could help you yeah you don't have to it you don't have to be a certain level of having issues to yeah. reach out for help and even if you're perfectly fine I think I'm a big proponent of coaching or therapy or anything like that I think having external guidance is so so key and um there was also oh man my brain is blanking <laughs> um what you said before about the fact that the more you focus on food the more neurons your brain dedicates to it that's what you said right yeah, yeah 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 so I think that's brilliant advice because I tell people all the time like you need to focus on other things other than just food because it consumes your life right yeah and that's it's like true, yeah. yeah it's all you think about and when I was struggling um everything else in my life was slowly falling apart like I was my relationships were falling apart because I thought that you know, I just had to be skinnier, which is so irrational. But I thought, you know, if I just have this figured out, then I'll be a better person. Yeah. And meanwhile... You're postponing your life, right? Because yeah. you're waiting like, oh, I will do this when I will lose weight. I will find a boyfriend mm -hmm. when, when this and this happens. So yeah. we are constantly, um, yeah, postponing our, our life instead of enjoying it right now. Yeah, your life is right in front of you. And whether you are struggling with something or not, you need to focus on it. And finding other hobbies. And yeah. Also, social media, that's so important. I i was following a bunch of people on social media that just made me feel horrible about myself. And every time I saw those pictures, I'd be like, I'm a failure. So yeah. controlling your environment to a degree of like making sure the stimulus that you're getting is helping you. I think yeah. that's, that's so true. Yes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I think. You're brilliant. And the listeners are going to get a lot of value from this. And again, uh, Natalia's Instagram and website and YouTube channel will be below. So you guys can find her there. 
Um, is there anything else I want to say? Oh, how can people, do you do coaching? Do people work with you? Uh, yes, right now I'm, I'm offering one-on-one -on -one, uh, three-month uh, coaching program uh, for people with binge eating disorder. But uh, in the future, I hope that I will, um, I will, I, I will be able to offer also uh, online course about how to deal with uh, binge eating. But for now, it's only one-on-one -on -one coaching. And of course, you can find out about that on my Instagram. You can DM me or so you can visit, uh, visit my website. And as uh, it was said, the links will be uh, in the show notes. Yeah. And um, I will say Natalia's Instagram, guys, it's full of really nice. Like every post of yours seems to have some sort of meaning to it. And it always gives away really valuable information. So I, I highly recommend following her. It's, it's great. So thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Yeah, of course. Hey guys, I just wanted to touch base real quick. I hope that you enjoyed that interview. If you want to see more of Natalia, you can go to her Instagram. It's Binge Nutrition, and it's an awesome place to go find content. Uh, I really think she posts a lot of informative things and that hold a lot of value. So if you're looking for something specifically on binge eating, highly recommend you check her out. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.